Let's say together a prayer as we read from the Word. Open us, O God, to hear again the message of the angels, and to go in heart and mind with the shepherds to Bethlehem, to see the glorious redemption you have brought to pass through the newborn lying in a manger. Amen. The Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in an inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all those words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This, this is, is the, the word, word of the, the Lord. Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Well, church, it's good to be celebrating with you this evening. Let's paint a picture, shall we? Mary is with child, awaiting birth, and Joseph is full of expectancy as he enters the city of his ancestors. He searched for a place for the birth of him to whom heaven and earth belongs. Could it be that the creator cannot find room in his creation? Certainly, there would be room in the village inn. But when the scrolls of history were finally completed, the saddest line of all will be verse 7. There was no room for them in the inn. No room in the inn. You know, this, this part of the story has always intrigued me because I, I always thought, surely, surely someone would have realized that this child is the Son of God. Surely someone would have seen. 
But even today, Jesus is looking for room and finding shut doors. When we don't give priority to him in our lives, we are saying to him, there's no room for you here. You know, sometimes we read the Christmas story and we think, had I been in Bethlehem that night, I would have seen. I would have understood. I would have known that this is the Christ child. But I'd like for us to really think about that. Would we? Well, there's one way that we can kind of find out. Let's ask ourselves these questions. Let's ask ourselves, have, what have we seen and heard this Christmas season? What have we seen this Christmas season? When we watch the news, do we see chaos and sadness? Or do we see sheep without a shepherd? When we go out to do our shopping, do we only see people in stores? Or perhaps do we notice the worried expressions on some of their faces? Worried because maybe they're facing employment, unemployment during Christmas. Or maybe they're without enough money to make ends meet and they don't know how to get through it. What do we hear this Christmas season? Did we hear only carols being sung or the honking of car horns and traffic? Or did we hear the silent sighs of the lonely and bereaved who may be dreading Christmas because it only accentuates their loneliness? You see, if we lacked the spiritual seeing and hearing this Christmas season, then I bet that we would be among most that night, the first Christmas, who saw and heard nothing out of the ordinary. But we can ask God to open our eyes and our ears so that we can see and hear the truth. And once he molds us and matures us with his spirit, he calls us then to go into the stables of the world. There was no room in the inn, but there was room in the stable. The inn was a, it was a gathering place. It was the focal point of the world. It was the rendezvous of the worldly. It's where news and gossip happened. But there was no room where the world gathers. And what was the stable a symbol of? Well, the stable was a place for outcasts. It was a place for the ignored, the forgotten, the unclean. You see, the world might have expected the Son of God to be born in an inn. Maybe even a castle or a temple or something really grand. Certainly a stable was the last place where one would look for him. However, this is what happened. And the lesson here is divinity is always where we least expect to find it. And what this means is, is this. Do we see God in the places of darkness? The places we consider dirty? Or do we only acknowledge him in the nice and neat and clean parts of our lives? Do we see the image of God on every single human being? Every creation? Do we see God in the homeless or in the prisons in the broken, in the horrific acts that happen around the world. And if we do see him, do we then acknowledge him? Do we welcome him? 
Or is he only welcome when our house is tidy and we're dressed up and feeling successful? Where does Jesus fit into our lives? So the Son of God came and is invited to enter into his own creation through a back door where no one sees for the ignored, the dirty, the unwanted. He enters there in flesh, and it's there where Jesus' ministry begins. You see, he hadn't even been born yet, and the hours after, and he already started. Jesus' ministry already started. There was no room in the inn. And sometimes he's still not finding room. He's still searching for a place to dwell. And church, that place is in our hearts. Are our hearts open to receiving our Lord? Or are we sending him elsewhere today? This is the question I like to ask myself every year during this time especially during this time. And every year, I find that I'm yearning for something. I'm yearning. No room. Oh, please, Lord. I have so much room in my heart. Come be with me. John chapter 14, Jesus says, My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You see, Jesus is always inviting us into his presence. But are we inviting him into our space? And then once we find that we do have room for Jesus in our hearts and in all parts of our lives, he will mold our spirits and then give us the great commission and that's to go. He wants us to go into the stables of this world, the places where society rejects and ignores and shuns, and he wants us to be the light and the hope for those in darkness, in hopelessness, in loneliness. Jesus started his ministry in the stable. Shouldn't we do the same? So where are the stables in our neighborhoods? Who are the people who are rejected? Who are the people who are ignored by society? Who are the people who are lonely? And maybe we still think when we read the Christmas story, if I had been there, I would have noticed. Well, we still can. We can notice now. We can see God now, during this Christmas season. Jesus invites us into his space to be his light, which is the light of the world. With his arms open wide, he continually invites us into his room, into his heart, so that we may be in relationship with God and grow deeper. Let's give Jesus room. Let's invite him into every part and aspect of our lives. Church, we journeyed through four weeks together expecting the coming of Christ. Today we recognize and celebrate the coming of this little baby. Let us make room 
for Jesus. Let us rejoice in the light who came, the one who is the fulfillment of hope, the bringer of peace, the creator of joy and love itself. We illustrate the presence of Christ with us by lighting the white candle, the Christ candle, a symbol that light has come into the world and continues to come. Light shone in the darkness that night and continues to shine today and forevermore. May we pray and proclaim boldly, let earth receive her king, as we remember that Christ has already come and we look forward to the day when he shall come again. Let's open our hearts to the room Jesus offers and accept his light of salvation. Then let us go into the stables of the world and shine that light for everyone. Glory to you, O God, for good news of great joy that you give to all people. Thank you for Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who lived among us and now reigns on high. Thank you for his light that shines in the darkness. With the angels, we sing praise to you, celebrating your glory in all the earth, in the sun given to us, and in your promised salvation. Tonight, this Christmas Eve, we gather as a community of faith, dispersed physically, yet together in our yearning for you. We come to you in prayer. We pray for your church in every place, that we may make known to others what has been told to us about this child. Help us to bear Christ's light in every place of need. Draw near to those who spend this night apart from community, those far from home, people who live alone, one who waits in a hospital room, one who sits in a prison cell, one who is working deep in the night, one estranged from family and friends. Comfort those who are poor and vulnerable, the child at risk, the homeless on the streets, the family that is hungry, and those contending with prejudice and scorn. Restore those who have lost faith, lost hope, or simply lost their way. End the hostilities and wars we construct by ushering in the endless peace of your design. Establish your reign of justice and righteousness. You are the Lord of hosts who with zeal will do this through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Glorious God, on this Christmas Eve, we sing beloved carols of Bethlehem, of shepherds and angels, of Mary and Joseph, and the infant Jesus, our Savior. Is there yet a new song we can sing to you? A song to be learned from the heavens and the earth. Or the roar of the sea. The exaltation of the fields. And the joy of the trees. Are already raised in a chorus of glad rejoicing. Ready to welcome you. Even if no ear may hear your coming, help us hear the music of creation. 
Then with the whole cosmos, we will sing of your salvation, declare your glory, and in a crescendo of praise, bless your name. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Amen. Amen.